Greetings, Weary Wanderer, and welcome back to Lonely TTRPG, the solo actual play and review podcast. This week, we are playing Out of Time by Crystal Norton. They say that those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. This is why world leaders created the Department of Time. The secret world organization employs people from all walks of life, including you. As an employee of the Department of Time, you are given a single stopwatch with 15 charges. Each time you click it, you are transported to another moment in time. It could be the past, present, or future. Your job is to document what you see and not get involved. However, it is not in our nature to just observe. Many employees have gotten involved in the moments they see. Out of Time is a solo journaling RPG where you play as a time-traveling member of the Department of Time. You exist outside of time as an observer, but that doesn't mean that you do not interact with those around you. During the game, you're going to record your interactions with the people you have met. The game ends when you have created 15 entries. Take all the time you need to complete the entries. It is recommended you do one or two entries per day. For this game, you will need a D4, a deck of 52 cards without the jokers, and something to record your thoughts on. So yeah, the way this is going to work is you're going to roll a d4. If you get a 1 that takes place in the past, a 2 will take place in the present, a 3 will take place in the future, and a 4 will take place anytime that you want. Once you determine the time, you're going to pull a card. If it is a red card, it will be something you observe. And if it is a black card, it will be something that you interact with. In addition to that, when you pull a card, you are going to be given a set of prompts to help guide what you do while you are there. So without further ado, we're going to dive on into this. We're not going to set up any type of fancy screen or anything like that as we are just running through some simple interactions. So I got my trusty D4 right here and of course our standard deck of cards. So for our first assignment, we got a one. So that will be going to the past. And we got the queen of clubs. So that will be fear. Our prompt is fear. And we are interacting with it. So a past event that was fearful and we are interacting with. So I feel like this is... Prank is a strong word, but part of the part of the hazing of new personnel. I was given my assignment and sent back to the past. And when I got there, it was some medieval English monastery. And I didn't really know what I was getting into. I thought I was just supposed to like observe the monastery. But during the during the course of my day, the monks started to the monks started to panic and run and i heard an awful shouting coming from outside and as i go check outside the monastery i see a band of vikings charging up towards us so i join the monks in helping gather what we can and run and hide. Luckily, I found a secluded spot that I could hide by myself. And 
as the sound of the attacks got closer and closer to me, I activated my return switch and I returned on home because after all, I'm not, I'm not paid enough to take on Vikings. So for my second assignment, we got the present and that is going to be the Ace of Diamonds. And that's going to be Betrayal. So the rules state that present is anytime in the current time that you're writing in. I'm going to I'm going to decide that that's like the current age. So these events might not strictly be 2023, but you know, within the within the 2000s. Definitely within the 2000s. Not going to go too much later than 2015 even that seems like really far back far enough back to be considered the past betrayal and actually no i mean <laughs> i forgot this is a this is a game in a fictional game so it doesn't necessarily have to be like an actual real world event so this is a betrayal that i am observing and i think that this betrayal I think that this betrayal is going to be kind of personal in nature. My friend in the agency was promised a promotion, but at the last minute, at the last minute, it was given to someone who had congressional connections. So definitely a case of my friend feeling like what they were promised was not given to them and just not a good time, you know, all, all to suck up to like and the congressman is like the congressperson who the agent was related to. It's not like they even sit on any of the subcommittees that like control our budget. It was just purely a, purely a power move. And like, that's what made it sting even more. But for our next assignment, we are once again returning to the past, and that is the Eight of Clubs. So another interaction, and the prompt is friendship. So an interaction in the past involving friendship. So for this, I'm going to say that it is the Great War, World War One. We're in the middle of World War One, so 1915, 19, yeah, 1915. I am, I have set up a position along one of the trenches to observe the fighting. And this was a, this was a particularly bad night of fighting when a, when a British soldier crawls from where they were at in no man's land and stumbles across my, stumbles across my hiding spot and you know, I'm not, of course, I'm not going to kick them out. They're, they're wounded, they're injured. So I patch them up as best I can with the first aid kit that they have. We share some food. We, we share an evening together. This, this soldier is, you know, this soldier is scared of falling asleep, which is understandable. They, they did get hurt pretty badly and given everything that's been happening, it's understandable that they are concerned that if they close their eyes, they're not going to open again. But 
we spend we spend most of the night we spend most of the night talking and learning about each other in really one of the really one of the best ways that you can just two humans trying to avoid the horror that's around them and that that night that night has left a deep impact on me and one that I think that I will one that I think I'm going to carry with me for the rest of my days so moving on to assignment number 4 another present and we got the 5 of spades peace so this is going to be this is not going to be an assignment this is going to be this is going to be a little bit of vacation for me especially after my last assignment the interaction that i had in world war 1 i am going to i'm going to retreat to a cabin in the rockies for a little bit and we're going to say that uh, we're going to say that it's it's fall we're going to say that it's the fall time frame so the weather's just starting to turn cold it's hoodie weather it's close enough to winter that there that the storm clouds could produce a little bit of snow and i'm going to sit next to i'm going to sit next to that fire that i built out in front of this cabin watching this storm roll in over the mountains with the promise of snow the wind blowing through the trees and just just reconnect with the world and that feeling of peace that i have so moving on to number five i'm rolling ones and twos tonight ladies and gents we are at a statistical anomaly right now now that is another one we are returning to the past and we have the two of clubs and that is another betrayal this time it is a betrayal that i am a part of so i have been sent to the french court of louis the 16th and i have found myself i found myself a position with the palace guard and i know what i know what's coming I know that the revolution is underway. I know that I know that the people are coming for the monarchy. And despite what I know about how terrible the next few years are going to be, the reign of terror is going to be. I also know the importance of that historical example of the people standing up even to their king when tyranny and inequality become so high and become so ignored by those in power that the people have no choice but to rise up. And I leave, I leave a gate unsecure. So this is my betrayal. This is my betrayal of the job that I was hired for in order to in order to serve and preserve this historical example. And furthermore, it's a little bit of betrayal to myself as 
this is the first time that I have like directly gotten involved and my direct involvement has led to a loss of life. I've had other direct involvements before, but those, those involvements have all been in attempts at preservation, but this involvement, this involvement served only destruction and the hope, the example of this destruction would serve the future. All right, so moving on to, moving on to six. All right, we got a three, so we're now going to the future. And that is the Queen of Diamonds. So we are observing something in the future. Mm, we're observing a death in the future. I think, I think that for this, I am going to be flung into the far future. A future so far ahead that I can't even really comprehend the distance of time and the death that I'm going to witness is the death of a star, the death of our star. And I'm going to sit there on this research vessel and watch as our star explodes and dies and consumes at least the at least the inner half of our solar system with its death throes as i watch the end of all things and yet and yet i am on a research vessel i am i am on a ship with a crew and while while there are plenty of alien life forms in this crew there are also there are also still humans here I mean, certainly not as I could recognize from my time, evolution being what it is, but, but humanity has survived in some capacity. So even though I have witnessed the death of our star and the death of our world, we are still alive. And that observation, I think, fills me with, fills me with hope. As I move into my seventh mission, which is another present, and we have the Ace of Hearts. And the Ace of Hearts is going to be love, but a love observed. So this is, I'm going to say kind of a cop-out answer for this. Despite all the regional conflicts, despite the flexing of dying powers, and their attempts at maintaining relevancy and the horrors that they're inflicting in those attempts. The love that I'm going to observe is the love that the people have for each other as they attempt to stand and face these trials. That unbreakable bond of love that binds groups together in an effort to preserve some part of themselves. And this is a preservation that coming off my last mission, I know that they are able to do, but in the face of everything, it just, it seems as daunting as it did. It seems as daunting as that star exploding. And yet they, they still stand next to each other because because of their love for each other. 
All right, and moving on to our next mission, which will be number eight, once again in the present. And we have the King of Diamonds. And that is going to be fear. So observed fear. And just continuing off on continuing off on what I observed with my last one is just the amount of fear that the people have as they try to persevere and preserve. All the systems that they were told were in place to protect them seem to be ineffective. The uncertainty of everything that's going on. The constant struggle as every day the news is reporting another tragedy, another conflict, another loss. There there doesn't seem to be a shortage of fear running around. So in an effort to get away from that, we're going to jump to the past where we have the seven of spades for number nine. Seven of Spades. And this will be an interaction with love. So I think that I think for this one, I'm going to I'm going to head to the early 1900s to New Orleans to Nolens because I've been getting some I've been getting some bad assignments and, you know, I want I want to have a happy one. So I'm going to head down to New Orleans to the Big Easy. And I'm going to spend some time with jazz. And I'm going to spend some time with this rising new movement coming out. And while I'm down there, while I'm down there, I'm going to meet a woman, a captivating woman who is going to completely ensnare my senses and we are going to we are going to spend several several nights together laughing and dancing and experiencing each other as only two people caught up in the moment can and and if I'm being honest with myself, this is this is such a pleasant experience that I'm going to hide my pocket watch away. I'm going to hide my stopwatch away, and I'm just going to I'm going to live in this moment for as long as as long as I can, as long as I'm going to be allowed. And that's actually where we're going to call the game for tonight, because that seems like the happiest ending that I'm going to get, and I want a happy ending. I play a lot of horror games. I play a lot of games that get deep into my brain. And I know this says a lot more about me than it does about the game. But, you know, the ones where you can have that happy ending, I, I really like those. But that is out of time. This is, this, is a, this is a fun game. This is a nice twist on the, on the journaling aspect. A lot, of the, a lot of the journaling games present you a very linear approach. So bouncing around a lot between between the past, the present, and the future, that is a that is a nice novelty. One thing that you know, one thing that I wish 
the game flushed out a little bit more was where when in the past you're jumping to like if there was some type of if there was some type of mechanic for how far back you're going and i get why there's not because there's a lot of history and there's a lot of future so i get why there's not it allows you to do whatever you kind of want and i do appreciate that you know it's just also one of those just also one of those the prompts are the prompts are fairly vague and repeating so they aren't always they aren't always the best and they don't they don't necessarily indicate some type of time frame which i mean again it's a positive because it's not like that prompt is going to tie you strongly to one thing but you know it's it's one of those you have to kind of dig around and you have to figure out how you want to respond to it now for a normal person playing this game, playing this game with the suggestion of, you know, only responding to one or two prompts a day, that's not going to be that big of a deal because like several of the other card-based journaling games we've played, like Galati, Her Odyssey, that sort of thing, you know, draw your prompt in the morning, think about it throughout the day, think of, you know, do a little research, do a little checking, and... Find something that resonates with you in that prompt. That format doesn't exactly work well for me, especially with this podcast, because, you know, it's one of those I have I have to get the game out. I have to get enough out so that you guys get a feeling for the gameplay loop. So the sitting and thinking about the prompt response, it's not... It's not exactly practical for me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to whip out my phone and record a, record a TikTok of me drawing the card and then thinking about it and then stitching all those together to create this. That's, that's not exactly the formula that I'm running, but for someone not doing this for some type of content creation, that that's a perfectly valid format and could be an interesting way to engage with this game. And again, you know, just pulling the prompt and like spending some time to actually sit down and think about it instead of jumping on the first level of idea that comes to your head would definitely make this a lot more enjoyable. So again, like on me, not the game. But at the end of the day, it's a very it's a very light game. It's only four pages, and two of those pages are tables. So very light, very easy to pick up and get into. Again, I really like the concept. I like the non-linear aspect of it all. I like the fact that I like the fact that because you are out of time yourself, all these different random experiences give you that opportunity to let something from the future affect the present that type of thing always amuses me i i always enjoy that type of thought process and and mental gymnastics so a lot to like with this game and if you liked what you saw then you can check out out of timed over on itch 
You can find it at gingergeekgal56.itch.io slash out-of-time for the low, low price of name your own price. So if you go pick it up, remember at least toss them a dollar. We like to pay our creators around here because they make fun games for us. And if you do pick it up, tell them that Steel Stash sent you. And remember, I must ask y'all to stay awesome. This has been a Black Dragon Dungeon Company production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating with your podcatcher. It really helps get us out to more people and spreads our name out there. Or you can share us with a friend. Other ways you can help support the show is you can check out some of our products over on itch.io or DriveThruRPG. You can also join our Patreon to receive early access and have the opportunity to ask us any questions that you want. You can find us on Twitter at BDDC underscore pod, or you can email us at blackdragondungeoncompany at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.